As we come to the conclusion of this uh, season of prayer and fasting, uh, we just take this time as a church uh, to look into the rest of the year and speak about our theme as a church. And every year on this Sunday, what we try to do after the fast is, is take a moment as we talk about our vision Sunday to remind our congregation uh, what our mission, what our purpose is. Is And so you hear this said in uh, a form or fashion every single Sunday, every time we gather, but as a reminder, our church is a family of love that looks to cooperate with God in making fully devoted, fruitful followers of Christ. That is what we are aiming for. That is what we want to embody. And so as we come into this year, Uh, that is transitioning out of a year that is marked by transition, and as we anticipate a year that will hopefully be marked by returning, uh, we seek to be a family of love that cooperates with God and cares for one another. And so our yearly theme, our theme this year is renewal. How not to be um, stagnant, but to find renewal by the refreshing of God's presence. Um, I was struck and continue to keep returning uh, to the powerful words that were spoken uh, in the poem that was used at the inauguration just a couple weeks ago. And Amanda Gorman, a 23-year-old wise young woman, she took the podium and she started her poem with these words. She said, when day comes, we ask ourselves, Where can we find light in the never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. And just like that, we are brought with these words into a landscape of imagery. Where can we find light in the never-ending shade? One of Jesus' most well-known invitations uh, first comes in the form of of a question. In Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, this is from the message translation. It starts out this way. Jesus says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? And after last year, uh, we can all in some form answer these questions. Yes, yes, yes. We are tired of the never-ending shade. We are tired of the ever-changing landscape of woes. We are tired of not being able to be in the presence of those we love and that we miss. We are worn down by death and we are burned out by false hopes. Uh, Jesus follows up this question with his invitation. He says this, he says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This year, uh, we need to answer the invitation and come to Jesus. In our tiredness, uh, we need to find a way through. In the shade, we need to begin to find the dawning light. We need renewal. And so this is our theme that is going to lead us into 2021, renewal times of refreshing. 
This is our theme this year because as a church, we want to be a place. We want to be a source. We want to be a community of renewal. So today what I'm going to do is I'm going to form my, my sermon, my talk today through four life stories that I've reflected on going into 2021. These are stories from quarantine. And you'll notice a common theme in each of these stories is that I was unprepared. I wasn't prepared for what I was going to face. And so the first story is about the time that I went swimming in the Chicago River. Last year in the summer, we were trying to find new ways to get out of the house uh, and be active. And so uh, Brooke, as a gift on Father's Day, bought me an inflatable kayak. Uh, We love this thing, and we took it out many numerous times to get out and about. Having easy access to the Chicago River right by us is a blessing. And one thing that I quickly noticed on these journeys is that in order to communicate, I still needed to bring my phone with me, but I didn't trust myself. So I put my phone in a Ziploc bag and would store it in a pocket that patched itself closed. So one day, I was taking all the kids out on a kayak ride, and as we were coming back uh, to the dock, I took my phone out to call Brooke that we were on our way back, and she met us at the dock. And as I unloaded the kids, I stood up and put one down and then went to squat down to take another out. But I didn't realize that after I used my phone, I forgot to close my pocket. And so all of a sudden, I heard a bounce off the inflatable raft and a splash. And I looked and I saw my phone falling in the water. I was smart enough to put it in a Ziploc bag but I was dumb enough to forget that it has to float. And so I saw my phone sink down into the Chicago River. Without thinking, I just jumped in. I jumped in after it, and as I dove down into the water, I used to opening my eyes and finding things. I opened my eyes to find my phone, and I saw nothing. I saw black and yellow nothingness. I came back up for more air, and I went back down again, opening my eyes. But after 120 years of our sewage flowing down to St. Louis, I could not see a single thing. And I thought about this moment, and I thought how gross water is hard to navigate. And when we go through seasons of life that feels like we are being a a one wave after another, afflicted, gone through hardship, we can feel like we are trying to navigate and to find clarity in water that is foggy, that is gross, that is dirty, that is stagnant. Uh, After a year of hardship and what can feel like stagnation, we need to find some clarity in our lives. We need to be renewed. Paul writes in Romans 12, verse 2, he says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Renewal is about being transformed. It's about fighting off conformity and moving towards newness. It's about finding clarity through times of fogginess. It's about taking what was old and rediscovering it with new life. Today, as we talk about this theme of renewal, we're going to look at one of my favorite biblical passages in all of the Bible, uh, Acts chapter 3. If you want to join us in your phone or if you're using a Bible in the seats underneath you, we're going to be on page 911. And the first thing 
in our passage today that we see about renewal is that if we are going to discover and live in renewal, we first need to receive. We need to move from wonder and into reality. Acts 3 is the very first chapter in the life of the church that was just formed in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. And it's a story about healing. It begins in Acts 3, 1 through 2. It says, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried. Peter and John Uh, The apostles were going into the temple to worship and pray, and along the way, they discover a man in need, a a lame man, as the passage says, who is carried to the gate of the temple day after day, asking to receive alms or money. In verses 3 and verse 5, this man is characterized as being a man who is looking to receive. He's in need, he's hurting, he's asking for help. He's looking to receive anything to aid him in his life. Throughout our lives, we can find ourselves often in this position where we are looking to receive. We think to ourselves, if we only receive that thing we desire, things will finally be worked out. If we only receive that promotion, life would get so much better. If we only found the right person for us, life would be figured out. If we only had the right home, we would feel more settled. We are a people who want to receive what we are looking for. But the problem often lies that we focus our eyes and our vision only on what we think that we need when God is trying to give us something so much greater than that. Acts 3 verses 5 through 7, the man fixed, or Peter and John fixed His attention, uh, the man fixed his attention on them, Peter and John, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver nor gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and the man was raised up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. This story is marked by expectations being formed. This man thought he knew what he needed to receive, but God gives him something so much greater than this. Uh, David Peterson in his commentary says, healing does not take place in this story because the right formula is pronounced, but because Jesus is openly acknowledged as the only source of help and salvation. When we go through times of turmoil and hardship, We become convinced that we know what we need in order to survive. Everything will get better once everyone gets the vaccine. Everything will get better when I can see that person again. Everything will get better when everything goes back to normal. But the real gift that God is trying to give us is so much greater than what we expect. See, are we coming to God only looking to receive what we desire, or are we coming to God seeking what he is looking to give us? Story of quarantine number two. Another way we tried to stay active and busy during this time uh, was we did many biking outings as a family. And so one day I was trying to give a brook uh, a break, and so I took all three kids 
out on our bikes together. It was a gorgeous afternoon, and we were riding and cruising along the river paths that were around us, so much so that we just kept going from the river path to parks onto another path. We just kept moving and moving and moving. And we got so far that I suddenly realized I had to check how far away we were from home. I looked at my phone and quickly realized we had accidentally already gone five miles away from our house, which meant that I was taking these little kids on a 10-mile bike ride. As we turned around, I realized we had no supplies. All we had was one water bottle. And it was around uh, mile marker eight on the way home that as my oldest son took the last drink of our water, I was experiencing an all-out mutiny. Every kid turned on me. Dad, why are we still biking? Why did we go so far? I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I need to go to the bathroom. This is miserable. I needed a resupply because I wasn't prepared. And in our lives right now, I think that we need to come to this moment of finding a resupply. So many of us have run out. We've run out of patience, run out of understanding. We've run out of motivation. We weren't prepared for how long this would go. We've been talking in our community group about this quite often, about how worn down people are. There's a lack of empathy and patience in the culture around us. And what it does is it creates anger and bitterness and stress to be right under the surface of so many people's lives. To find renewal, we need to release our expectations of how we thought life would go to receive instead life with God. We need to stop trying to hold on to what we wanted and instead Receive what God is looking to give us in this moment. And we need to do this to receive with open hands of trust. Henry Nouwen in his book, uh, With Open Hands, he writes about this contrast. How too often we don't live our lives with open hands, but instead we live it with clenched fists. And when we live with clenched fists, what we do is we begin to hold on to what we expected, to what we have, to what we are going through in such a way that it wears us down. He writes and he says, We feel it safer to cling to a sorry past than to trust in a new future. And so we fill our hands with small, clammy coins, which you don't want to surrender. Clenched fists. We clench our fists when... We're bitter towards how things turned out. We clench our fists when we look to revenge for those that we feel have wronged or slighted us. We live with clenched fists when we are disappointed in how others have not reached out to us or cared for us. The word that we need to hear right now today is that we need to open up our hands. Now when writes this, he says, Don't be afraid of the one who wants to enter your most intimate space and invite you to let go of what you are clinging to so anxiously. Don't be afraid to show the clammy coin. Don't be afraid to offer your hate, your bitterness, your disappointment to the one who is love. Renewal only comes through the healing hand of the work of Jesus Christ. 
is the only way we can find renewal in our lives. In Acts 3, the man receives healing, and, and it says that he was raised up, that he began to jump up and sprint and leap with praise into the temple to worship God. As a church during this year, we want to point you to the healer. In Acts 3.10, it says the crowd that watched what happened, they saw this man, this lame man who had been carried to the temple gates day after day. They saw him leaping and running, and it says that they were filled with wonder. And Peter sees this, and he begins to preach a sermon, and he says, why do you wonder at this? And he points them not to wonder, but to a reality that they can have. And in verse 16, he says, it's by faith in his, in Jesus' name, that this man has been made strong whom you see and know. And that faith is through Jesus has given this man perfect health in the presence of you all. We want you to receive the healing that comes from faith in the name of Jesus. To move out of wondering how into the reality of being equipped and enabled to receive and to participate. Not standing and watching, but moving and receiving. But we need your help as a community to be able to do this. We need your input and your help in the direction of what is needed in our community. What is felt and needed in each of your lives. So one way we've done this is just to create a small survey to get feedback of where you are at. Thank you to all those who have already filled it out. But if not, please fill it out. It helps shape us as a church. But not only this, but we want to encourage you not to try to cling to what you want, but to be open to receive from what God is trying to give. We need to receive healing. Uh, second, though, we find that renewal causes us to have to face this need to repent, to turn from being lost into being discovered. In Acts chapter 3, Peter moves from the healing of this lame man and he begins to preach this sermon to the crowd. He points to faith in Jesus as the healing source. But then he gives the crowd this specific action step, verses 17 through 19. He says, now brothers, I know that you acted a in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. We need to repent. And I say this every time this word comes up, but to repent is this image of turning our hearts, our minds, our lives to the way of God. The image of repentance is not someone yelling at you to turn from your sin. The image of repentance is an inward conviction that leads you to move towards the healing hand of Jesus. It's about turning our hearts and our lives to a new way. It's about releasing ourselves from the old ways and receiving the new. And what is this new way? Uh, Peter says, we are to turn to repent so that our sins may be blotted out. Or the message says it this way, turn to face God so that he can wipe away your sins. If we're going to live and discover renewal, we have to keep a steady life of repentance. To repent is to continually 
turn away from our ways and instead trusting in God's way. A passage that I kept coming back to over and over again throughout our 21 days of prayer and fasting was Jeremiah 6, verse 16. It says this, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But the people said, we will not walk in it. And I think that this is such a heartbreaking verse. An invitation to find and discover the good ways of God, the ways that lead to rest. But it says that the people said we will not walk in it. And I think that we find ourselves many times sticking to our own way because, again, we are convinced that we know what the right way is. And we don't necessarily do this in an evil mindset, but more, we do this in a way that we begin to deceive ourselves. It's just after the turn up ahead that life will get figured out. I'm sure if we stick to this path, we'll finally find the way through. We'll discover what we have always been looking for. Story of quarantine number three. The first time we inflated our kayak, I took it out on the Chicago River and we had a plan. The plan was we started up north at one of the docks and I went south where we knew another dock was and I pulled off and exchanged kids so another kid could have their solo ride in the kayak. And after that, our plan was just to keep going south until we found another dock where Brooke would meet me with another kid and we would exchange and keep this going. After we faced the second dock, we were headed south and I was sure that after every bend in the river, we would discover a dock. It would just be right around the corner, but every bend we went around, there was no dock. Another bend, no dock. Another bend, no dock. Only high walls, barges, no way to get through, no way to get off. Finally, after continually trying to pull off and find a way, after about two hours later, my hands were blistered, and we fought our way back all the way to the beginning. Right now, as a community, we need to find a way through. But this way through, it doesn't come in manufacturing it ourselves. Instead, it comes in discovering the ways of God. See, renewal only comes through turning over and over again to the way of Jesus with our life. We can't create our own way. We need to find the right way through, the real way through. We need to repent of accepting the world in its despair and instead trust in God's good ways that lead us to rest. Peter calls for us to repent and he says when we repent, we have our sins wiped away. That same word used to wipe our sins away is used later on at the end of the Bible in Revelation 21 verse 4. The author John says it this way. He says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain. For the former things have passed away. 
in Jesus, we find ourselves on this path to restoration and renewal. That is our hope. That is our future promise that we are living towards. And in the present, we cannot grow disillusioned by the turmoil of today. But through it, we need to keep readjusting and turning back to God's way. And the amazing thing is, is that there is always enough time in our lives to turn around, to turn away from being lost and into discovering this real life that's available in the way of God. As we look into 2021 and we ask, how can we return well? As a church, in order to do this, it's not in our programming. It's not in our comfortability. It can only be found in vulnerability and authenticity with one another and with our relationship with God. If we're going to find renewal, we need to renew ourselves by sharing the load that we are carrying with the community around us and keep turning one another and our hearts to God. We need to find ways to stay faithful to God in our lives and to find this path that causes us to stay connected with one another. During this time, don't let your posture cause you to turn away right now, but more than ever, direct your life into intentional community by living connected. And the best way as a church for us to be able to offer this to you is in our community groups. And I can personally say that in this season, being able to meet with a group of guys every other week has been such a blessing to be able to check in with others, to be able to open up to, to be able to pray for one another. It's created a connection, a community that keeps me going in the hard times. Our official signups for community groups will take place next week, but if you're feeling alone or isolated, if you need community, seek those out, and we can always add more to that group. Our, we receive, we repent. And lastly, to find renewal, we see that we need refreshing. We need to move from being alone and into living with presence. Peter, in his sermon, he moves into this call to repent, to turn to God. And then he begins to talk about where this path of God leads us to. Listen to verse 20. He says, repent so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The path of God, the good way, it leads us into times of refreshing. And this is the only time in all of the Bible that this word is used. To be refreshed is defined as being, having an experience of relief from an obligation or from a moment of trouble. It's about gaining breathing space, about relaxation, about finding relief in our lives. And if there's ever a word that was needed as we enter this year, it's this word, refreshing. Each of us needs some relief, some space to breathe. And Peter tells us 
that the path of repentance leads us to forgiveness and into these moments, these times of refreshing. And where does this refreshing come from? He says, times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. Renewal in our lives only comes through the refreshing that takes place in God's presence. If we're going to find and live into renewal this year as a church, we need to find the refreshing that occurs only with God's presence leading and guiding us. Story of quarantine number four. At the very beginning of our fast, I was graciously given the opportunity by Brooke and by uh, New Life Leadership above me to get away for 24 hours of solitude for a prayer retreat. And so I found myself staying overnight in a small hermitage trailer on the edge of this forest walk. And I got bundled up one day and decided to take a prayer walk throughout the forest. And as I put my boots on and the snow and ice crunched underneath me and I was walking and praying, I discovered a small little creek off to the side of me. And as I was walking next to the creek, I realized that it was so small that the water level was so low that the water had grown stagnant. And there was periods and moments where mud had immersed and the stagnant water had frozen over because it had no place to go. But as I kept walking and praying, I began to hear this rushing sound of water. And I turned and I discovered this little ridge that had created a small waterfall. And as I heard the sound, I sat on a nearby bench and my heart was drawn back to Acts chapter 3 and I began to keep praying, Lord, help us during this time to find the refreshing that we need. And as I sat there and I watched this waterfall, it was the image of the movement of this water, the refreshing, the constant flow of water that worked against the stagnation. This water wasn't frozen, it wasn't stuck, it was moving forward, it was alive, it was refreshing. And after a year of a lot of standstill and stagnation in our lives, how can we find our way into these moments of refreshing? We need to find a way to help one another to, to keep moving, to keep walking in the ways of God to keep coming to this place of community, to not grow stagnant, but it, to move forward to life. My word for you this day is don't let your life settle into stagnation. Don't let the bitterness of today cause you to check out of your life with God. Don't let the tiredness of the season cause you to disengage with community. Don't let the frustrations of the moment cause you to stand still. In the face of despair, we as followers of Christ are called to keep coming back to the refreshing living water. Or in another invitation of Jesus in John 7, verses 37 and 38, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The call for Christians 
is not into a life of passivity and stagnation, but it's a renewal that is only found in Christ working in us and flowing through us in a refreshing that keeps us going. I know that many of you are tired, and I don't want to minimize your hardship. But don't grow stagnant. Find the way forward. I know that many of you are frustrated, but stop trying to receive hope in your expectations, but receive the better way. I know that you are stressed, but stop trying to create your way and instead turn to the ways of God. I know that you can feel weary, but don't give up. Listen to that flow of water Find the times of refreshing. As a church, uh, we want to press into community. We need to move from being alone into a communal presence that draws us into the refreshing of God's presence. So as we enter this year, we will create spaces for community. We will invite you to participate. But most importantly, we want to invite you to be present here. And no, I'm not just saying physically presence here on Sunday mornings. I mean, let your presence be known in our community. Reach out. Ask for prayer. Tell us your burdens. Help us to find a way through together. How do we find light in the never-ending shade? Listen to how young Amanda Gorman closed her poem weeks ago. So let us leave behind a country better than one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the windswept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid, the new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Brave enough to be it. How can we do this? By coming and finding renewal. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus says, Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Receive the healing, repent, and discover the wiping away of your sins. Refresh by coming into the life in God's presence. Come to him today. Stand with me.